joining us on History Makers. Today we catch up with some of the guests from Hillsong 2012, including Chris Tomlin, Israel Houghton and Louis Giglio. And it's been so good uh, to have Louis and Shelley Giglio uh, from Passion City Church USA joining us. Now Louis is well known for uh, the indescribable message, How Great Is Our God? And uh, we worshipped at Hillsong last night with whales, stars, incredible stuff. Uh, Shelley, we might just start with you. I just heard you share a bit of your story. And uh, you guys just planted Passion City Church recently. After travelling the world, doing what you guys do with the Passion Conferences, what's it like planting a church? Oh, man, we have loved every minute of it. It's the best because, you know, we've been doing this a long time in life, but we had never actually planted a church. And so for that to happen, it was just such an amazing honor. Absolutely. And so honestly, you know, it's been an interesting ride. It's been a good challenge. I think anybody who knows who's planted a church, um, it's not easy. Uh, It's not simple. But it's amazing. And so we're in the midst of that. We're about two and a half or three years in. We've, we've been, we, we, when we started, we met in venues all over the city. So we were moving every single week. Um, then we had a season where we couldn't actually meet every week. So we met like once a month or once every other week. And then we had a season where we didn't have any kids program for like two or three years. So we had kids screaming through most of the gatherings. And so, you know, we've gone through every season that every church plant goes through of trusting God for things that you haven't yet seen and believing him for something that's yet to come. We've actually moved into now a facility. We converted an old warehouse and we've moved into it. We've been in it about a year and we're seeing God just bring to fruition all the things that he put in our heart. And so it's amazing to be planted in a neighborhood where we can invest in the people's lives around us and to really see God bring light um, to some dark places in Atlanta. So it's been it's been absolutely beautiful. Now, Louis, uh, you've uh, been coming to Australia, uh, you know, many times and sharing a great word. Uh, you really love Australia. I could tell you, you've been up the Great Barrier Reef. You you, you love uh, the whales we have in Australia. What's the, what's the word that you're bringing to Australia in this season? Wow, you know, I think the word I'm bringing, and actually, it's it's just uh, God. The you know the the definition of grace is that grace is God at work. And for each of us right now, every single person listening to this interview right now, uh, across all of Australia and anywhere else that they might end up hearing it, they're all facing up to something that they can't do. And the deciding factor for their life is going to be whether they believe the lie, which is they just got to try harder to figure it out and pull it off, or whether they hear the gospel, which is God never intended for you to do it in the first place. And the difference between those two things is the difference between life and death. That could be a a family, a mother with the weight of a family on her shoulders, or a businessman with the weight of a lot of finance on his shoulders, or a pastor with the weight of a church on his shoulders, an athlete with the weight of a performance on his shoulders. But I think the beauty is found in that that freedom to say, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say to the people of Australia, you know, don't be afraid to admit your weakness, because in our weakness is where God's strength shines. And so as long as we're not willing to say, I need God's help, then we won't have God's help. And I would love to see everyone experience the fullness of what he wants to do for them, in them, and through them. 
Well, it's been such a blessing uh, to, to have you guys out here with us in Australia. And uh, before we go, uh, you know, I know that you, you've got a, a good relationship with Chris Tom and you've talked with him for years, Matt Redman. Uh, for those who are uh, and aspiring to become, you know, a worship artist or a preacher or something great in God one day, would you just speak to those who have that dream in their heart about how they would get to be what God's called them to be? You know, the the question that you get asked if uh, Shelly, my wife, runs our record label, and we've uh, obviously signed a lot of artists in partnership with them, friends of theirs. Chris Tomlin is not only just on our label, not just the worship leader at our church, but he's our friend. We're committed to him for the long haul of life. Um, but when you are around worship in a movement like Passion, you get asked this question all the time. And the answer is really simple. No one likes the answer. I've never had one person ever like the answer. But it is a simple answer, and it is let God use you where you are to the fullest of your passion and ability. And God is in the business of moving people to different places that he wants them to be. So how do you get into that place? God moves you there. And where does he move you from? From wherever you are, where you're serving fully, faithfully, passionately, and giving all you've got. And then God will move you. The scripture says that God will raise up one and he puts down another. And God can raise you in two hours from nowhere to being on a stage in front of 100,000 people. We went and saw Carrie Underwood at the Sydney Opera House the other night with her husband, Mike Fisher, hockey player for the Nashville Predators. <laughs> I love it. And I just thought of it while we were sitting there. We're in the Sydney Opera House, the most iconic music venue on earth. Here's this Oklahoma girl who won American Idol, and her life changed. And in the Sydney Opera House, she sang, How Great Thou Art. I thought, oh, now I know why God raised her up, because she was faithful and ready. History Makers. Thanks for joining us for the History Makers Hillsong Special. What a treat to be standing here backstage with the one and only Chris Tomlin, Dove Award winning singer, songwriter, worship leader and pastor. How are you, Chris? Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be a part of what you guys are doing and be here in Australia, being part of the conference and being in Sydney and what a beautiful, beautiful time it is. Now, I must say, I actually just sat in on your elective oh, yeah? for uh, veteran songwriters, you yeah. know, it was yourself and Matt Redman right. and Reuben Morgan, but there's one concept that you guys were speaking about with regards to songwriting and that was the concept of revelation. Yeah. And response. Right. Can you just share a bit of that with our listeners in how you approach songwriting? According to Chris Tomlin, what's that about? Well, you know, it's not, it's it's kind of a breathing in, breathing out kind of feel. And that, when, especially when you're when we're kind of crafting songs for church and trying to give songs that give voice to worship God, it's, it's kind of both revelation and response. It's like of who God is. It's like speaking about, it's like singing, it's like breathing in of who He is and then a response of a chorus, you know, about, you know, just a response of who, it just kind of a breathing out of, of, of praise to him like how great is our God is a perfect example of like you know the verses speaking of who he is age to age he stands time is in his hands he's you know he wraps himself in light and mm. he's the beginning and the end and all those things and then the response is how great is our God and we so we kind of talk those kind of things about you know about writing and how important it is for people to you know, just sing about who God is and just the greatness, and be able to and be able to just let it out. You know, and just exalt Him and praise Him. 
And a little bit later, both Louis Giglio and Shelley Giglio were speaking. And Louis made mention of preachers and preaching being an art form. But then he said the best songwriters are the creative theologians. Would you put yourself in that category? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I can't put myself in any category of best anything. But, you know, I just try to... Right, you know, I try to write songs that really are something that people need to sing and, and you know, to God and that, that are important and that have something to say. That's important to me that it is saying the right things and it's also, you know, there's teaching moments in our songs about who God is. And when, we're, when our songs are really teaching people about God, not only just of, you know, just responding to who He is, but we're teaching people about who He is as well. And, and just, and that comes from Scripture, you know. For me, it's the best just to rely on the Scripture and just open that up and try to put that in the, in the song and a melody to God's Word. And your passion is so evident. Now, for our uh, Aussie listeners who might also have a passion for singing, for songwriting, what tips might you give them into, uh, you know, just some advice? How should they go about things? Yeah, good, good call. Um, I don't, you know, my advice is just, you know, you don't wake up in the morning and think I'm just going to be a songwriter. Now you're a songwriter, mm-hmm. but it takes work. It's just like anything else. You've got to work at it. you got to keep persistent. You keep going for it. You write a lot of bad songs, and every once in a while, you know, you might write something that is... But, but but humility, stay in a humble place and just pray and ask God for songs. God, I want a song that people, you know, that just put a song in my heart. And if people sing it great, they don't great. It's just God put a song on my heart, and that's what we are, that's what we continue to be about. You know, just praying and asking God for songs. History makers. Thanks for joining us for the History Makers Hillsong Special. We are so blessed to have Israel Houghton joining us today. Israel and New Breed have been touring across the world. Many great songs like uh, I Am Not Forgotten. Also uh, songs like Lord You Are Good and uh, many, many great uh, worship songs. Uh, it's a great blessing to have you in the studio here at Hillsong. How are you, Israel? Yeah, good, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, this is your sixth year in a row at Hillsong. Why do you keep coming back? Uh, man, because I think it's the best conference in the world, frankly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and we, we get to go to a lot of conferences. Um all the time, but there's something about this one. Uh, of course, the, just the premier speakers. Yeah, I always leave here just encouraged and changed and challenged. And I think the excellence with which they do this conference is. I've I've always been fortunate to be welcomed, yeah. but I haven't always been invited in that sense. <laughs> and uh, I I get here no matter what, and I'm honored to be here. Very cool. Now, I just heard you uh, sharing at a songwriters forum before, and there was all these singers and songwriters there getting uh, lots of tips. Our vocalists, you know, they're getting tips from you. And uh, you shared a bit of your testimony about how you really had the, the hell scale scared out of you when you were six years old. <laughs> Tell us about that yeah. story. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I grew up in church, yeah. and um, I, I think six years age, I, I got in some trouble that day lying about something, you know. <laughs> I was a bit of a mischievous kid, and... Um, they showed this movie that night at church it was like i think it was literally called hell or like the burning hell or something it's really cheesy production movie but um i remember just just seeing you seeing this hell and and my dad leaning over saying that's where liars go you know (laughs) so i was like okay i'm gonna get it right and um and you know it was like yeah you kind of get scared into the kingdom of god but then later on in life got a real understanding of this is the kingdom that I want to be a part of and made a real commitment. And what about your musical career? How did you get into singing and worship leading? Kind of by default, you know, being a pastor's kid and showing any sort of musical 
uh, aptitude basically qualifies you to get up there and fill a role. Uh, but I fell quickly in love with it and, and realized that there's nothing else in this life I would want to do and I could do with more passion than than music and worship. And, and so it's uh, it's one of those things that, that very, very early on and uh, it started and hasn't let up since. And tell me, uh, I heard that uh, you'd been involved in this uh, incredible program in South Africa, uh, kind of like a big, you know, talent quest with the Israel and the New Breed. Yeah. Uh, tell us about about how that came yeah, about. Yeah, we've begun a new ministry down there. We, it's actually been germinating for a long time and, and marinating for a long time. And and uh, this past year, we we started this New Breed Africa. So we did nationwide auditions for singers and worship leaders and musicians, and we've since put that group together and been filming it for for a TV show down there as well so it's exciting stuff and you were mentioning uh, at the talk I heard you before about some of these Zimbabwean kids and their unusual names yeah <laughs> yeah I mean what it is it is pretty funny uh, or just different really how they name their children I think they name them based on uh, how they feel when they're born or what they're going through when they're born so you'll have gift and blessing and I met one girl's name who was shame and oh shame yeah exactly oh. and one one guy one of the guys in our group his name is pride oh. and uh, so I'm always having to tell him to live that part of his name down you wouldn't want to fall over when he was coming because yeah. you know pride comes before a fall so exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good all right now mate uh you've been traveling the world uh worship leading you know doing these uh incredible songs around the place uh tell us who inspires you i know you you you, you see a lot of the hillsong guys here who else inspires you when you when you're traveling around the world yeah i mean i listen to a lot of people i'm a big fan of michael gunger right now yeah uh the gunger group and um I uh, my my earliest inspiration was a guy named Andre Crouch. Yeah, he's a mentor to me and and just has really set the standard I think for the kind of music we do and and uh, so I'm a big fan but I I also very much appreciate his gifting and 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 what he's uh, the doors he's opened for me. And how do you share your time? You're at you know America's largest church, Lakewood Church, uh, leading worship. I see you on TV all the time. Uh, but you're also traveling the world. Are you like a fifty fifty kind of deal you got with them? Or? <laughs> well, it's yeah. I've been on staff eleven years now, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm there generally twice a month mm-hmm. and traveling the rest of the time. And and um, with New Breed and and it just I don't know. It's it's it's. It's been great because it's just worked out. Now, uh, the other thing I wanted to check with you, you know, so uh, you, you're very uh, uh, inspirational as a, as a songwriter, and there are many young uh, artists and, and young worship leaders around uh, the, the country that are probably listening now thinking, you know, I want to be like Israel one day. I want to do what he does. What advice would you give to these young guys about how they could uh, get to do what they do? And, and on that, I, I noticed in your talk you said there's three kinds of people you hate. People with apathy. <laughs> I didn't say I hate oh, yeah, them. No, no, no. People with apathy. <laughs> People who are lazy and people who feel like they are, they are entitled. They're entitled. Yeah. You're just speaking to that, I think that was really good advice. Well, I, I just, you know, I don't like apathetic people. I yeah. can't really get with them. I can't really understand them. Um, lazy people, same same thing. People who just sort of... And then, and then the other side, people who are really talented and gifted, but just feel like, you know... We should worship them. Yeah. You know? The entitlement that comes with some of that talent and ability is just gross to me, mm. you know. And um, so, I mean, I would certainly go with that with giving advice. And I, w- I would also say to young up and coming, you know, songwriters and singers and worship leaders, bloom where you're planted. Like, yeah. like 
That's good. Enjoy the journey and and give it all you got every every opportunity you have mm-hmm. to be in front of people. Fantastic. Now I I, I know you've got to go soon. We've got a bit of a crowd outside the studios here, and I I, I know you probably haven't been doing your vocal exercises and warming up. But do you reckon? Yeah, you know, I'm a friend of God is my kids' favorite song in the world, and they're going to hear this at some stage. A recording of this. I would reckon you guys have a better recording than what I can <laughs> sing right now live. You got it. Yeah. So. So last year at this conference, we introduced kind of just randomly this song called Jesus at the Center. And um, it was it just connected. It really, really connected with the life of the church. And so we've since done a new live recording. It's a double live CD that we did back in February. But this week, just special for Australia because... You guys have shown us so much love. Yeah. We um, we released a new single from that record. It's called Your Presence is Heaven. I introduced it Tuesday night here at the conference, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it connected pretty pretty well, so I was excited about that. And uh, it's out on iTunes now, Your Presence is Heaven. And um, I'm, hoping, uh, I'm hoping when you play it here, people will enjoy it and, and uh, get a kick out of it. Okay, everyone outside, why don't you give us a big hand for Israel? Thank you. Hey. Yeah, Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us on History Makers today. You know, the vision of History Makers is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. We're now on over 58 radio stations around Australia and Pacific nations, and we're so excited about the opportunity we have to broadcast the good news on the airwaves. If you would like to make a donation, please go to our website, historymakersradio.com. There you can also download interviews. We've got some great web links and some great information for you about following Jesus. So please go to historymakersradio.com. I'm Matt Prater. God bless. Go and make history.